The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball DFS today. This is the Wednesday, March 4th show. I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for tuning in. And it's an exciting Wednesday because we've got Miles Hartley back on the show. Miles, how are you today? Doing good. Uh, looking forward to this nine-game slate. And uh, I think we'll be having some good little player props to throw in at the end here. Um, how you been doing? Doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, should 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 have some exciting games here. We're going to slowly build up towards them, sort of the high scoring games that we're expecting later on in the night. But I'm also excited to have you here, so we can do some props together. I know you're big into them, and I know you hit you hit a nice little parlay towards the end of last week on player props. Yeah, I had a nice uh, four um, <clears throat> four player uh, prop uh, parlay go, and it was. Uh, a little bit nail biting. I was watching the Detroit uh, Phoenix game, and I was just sitting there praying that uh, Christian Wood didn't get one more rebound. I think he had about <laughs> four or five minutes left in the game to get one more rebound, and luckily, uh, I guess somehow uh, DeAndre Ayton was able to hold him off of that. Oh, that's that's fun. There's nothing like you know sweating that down to the end, and it's pretty similar to sweating a, a tournament lineup, but. Um, it's it's just kind of fun to cheer when you're strategizing for something specific like rebounds or not rebounds or assists and you know everything hangs in the balance on every three point jumper if you've got the the over assist total with the point guard. So, um, but I do like how you play these parlays and I think it goes hand in hand with you being a tournament player for your uh, for your DFS plays. Yes, uh, a little bit more uh, risk and a little bit more reward involved in them. <laughs> all right, well, that's what it's going to be all about today. You know, the funny thing is if you play player props just one at a time, you don't parlay them. And that, that is a little bit more of a cash game approach, I think. Uh, yes, You know, where you can just would be. St steadily build up your bankroll with solid wins, you know, night after night. So we're going to mix it up here. We'll get the cash game approach with the player props. We'll get the tournament game uh, approach on DFS and in terms of player props and other bets you might want to make we are happy to have our presenting sponsor be mybookie.ag and if you head over there and make a deposit with the promo code today that's T-O-D-A-Y you can get a 50% match up to a thousand so if you deposit two thousand they'll match half of that for free and we do we do recommend that as an option for you to go ahead and make some wagers on NBA, uh, XFL, PGA, NHL, MLB right around the corner. So head on over there and use the promo code today. And then we want to thank our longtime sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. That's how I got my my day started today. And if you want to join in the fun with them, you can check them out at HawaiianIsles.com or just head to Amazon. And search for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Couple clips, and it'll be at your couple clicks, and you'll get those clips on your doorstep very soon. So thank you to them. And thank you all to tuning in here as we get ready for the Wednesday slate. 
Miles, let's start off in Cleveland. The Celtics coming off a heartbreaking overtime loss to Brooklyn. Now they've got to go on the road for a back-to-back with a lot of injuries. We've got Kemba out. Uh, Hayward and Brown were also just ruled out here in the mid-afternoon. Tatum is probable, so it looks like he's going to be back in the mix. And then injury news on the Cleveland side as well with Drummond out, Garland and McKinney out, Tristan Thompson questionable. So with all those moving parts, where are you looking here in this first contest? So, yeah, I'm looking at uh, Marcus Smart on the Boston side. With all those players being ruled out, um, 7000 is a actually somewhat high price tag for him, but it, his usage is just going to be through the roof. And, I mean, Kemba Walker's ruled out, so he's going to be, you know, one of their main ball handlers tonight. So I think he's going to go out there and he's going to be able to, you know, have a very good time against this weak Cleveland backcourt, um, be able to do what he wants, and I'm sure he'll be giving that actually backcourt quite a hard time uh, for Cleveland. And then the other guy I'm looking at on this other ball is uh, Brad Wanamaker at 3,500. With all those injuries you just mentioned, um, he should get the start, and he should have a decent amount of usage in that. So I like him as a value play here. And then the other ones that we're not sure of yet right now is that we're looking at either Javante Green or maybe a Grant Williams uh, as other possible value plays with uh, Hayward and Jalen Brown being ruled out and Kemba Walker being out. Um, do you have a particular favorite between those two? Man, that's tough. Um I, if if one of those two guys is starting, I think it's primarily going to be for defensive purposes based on the matchups. I might actually pass on both of them and go with Romeo Lankford. If if you don't want to play Brad Wanamaker for three point five, and the extra five hundred on DraftKings is meaningful for you, and you want to save a little bit and go with the cheaper guy, again only in tournaments. Maybe you go Romeo Lankford, but I don't really trust him. So I do think Brad Wanamaker is a is a better value play in general. But I think there's a pretty good chance I won't go with Green or or Grant Williams. I, I agree with you on that because, yeah, I was looking and I, I don't trust either of them very much. Um, I would maybe trust Javante Green a little more. Um, we have seen him go off a few times, but uh, Grant, I just haven't really seen the upside myself. Um, and I'm still very... Uh, because last time I played him, I think he had 0.75 fantasy points. Still yeah, those... somehow managed to squeak out the win in that one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, those things will stick with you, won't they? Yeah, they sure do. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, uh, with the big men being ruled out and the Tristan Thompson being questionable there, I like Kevin Love at 7,700. Um, if Tristan is ruled out along with Drummond, uh, I mean, he's going to get all the run he can handle in the front court. There'll be more opportunities for boards and shots there, so I like him. And then the other guy I like is Larry Nance. With If those two get ruled out, once again, he's going to come into the starting position, and we know what he can do with that. And then I also do have some interest in the Cleveland Black Court, even though it is poor, is uh, Kevin Porter Jr. With Darius Garland being ruled out, he'll get another start. And, I mean, <clears throat> he's had 33-point attempts over the past five games. And in three of those games, he's had some pretty good uh, shooting percentage of those three-pointers. So he will garner some interest for me there. Um, how about you? What you got on the Cleveland side? Yeah, for me, Kevin Porter Jr. is my favorite play. Um, I just like his his uptick in minutes with Garland out. Uh, he's been a solid 6X return type guy. 
I, so I like him a lot. And then for me, it, it will depend on whether Tristan Thompson plays. That'll shift things a lot in that front court with Love and Nance. Uh, Sexton, I probably won't get to just in case he's dealing with a lot of Marcus Smart defense. Uh, I'm hoping that's what happens. That Smart focuses on Sexton, and that way Kevin Porter Jr. can have a little bit more room to operate, a little bit more success. Um, but, yeah, so certainly uh, stick to the news here on this game, uh, and you can do that at Hoopball Fantasy. And while we're talking about Twitter, I might as well mention where you can find Miles. You can find him at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. And I am at Language Olympic. Miles, you ready for game two? Sure am. All right, let's head to Detroit. Another game with uh, some injuries and a low total. This one opened at 214.5. OKC favored by 7.5. They're coming off a tough loss to the Clippers. So they've got a back-to-back as they come into town. But pretty much everybody's injured for Detroit. Derek Rose is out. Kennard is still out. Uh, Brown is doubtful. Brandon Knight questionable. So a lot of moving pieces in that backcourt. And I don't see any injury uh, notifications at this point for OKC. But in this low total game, anybody you have your eyes on? Yeah. The only side I'm really looking at is Detroit here. Uh one guy I have to mention is Christian Wood. Um, we know what he's able to do here. And, uh, he's just a great point-per-minute kind of player. Uh, last time out against this ball team, he had 52 fantasy points. And, I mean, as long as that foot isn't slowing him down, um, he should be ready to rock and roll. So I have some interest there. Uh, the other guy I'm, I'm going to be looking at is Fee of the backcourt, um, 3,900, with Derek Rose out and um, Brandon Knight. And, uh, well, with Brandon Knight possibly being out, but um, Bruce Brown also being doubtful. Uh, he's just one of the guys that they give a lot of minutes to, and with those other guys being out, he should just be hopefully just kind of chucking shots, and hopefully they're, they're falling in because, I mean, he's going to be one of the kind of go-to guys, I think, tonight. Uh, the other guy, I mean, you can kind of have a look at is Tony Snell. I don't ever really trust Tony Snell or Langston Galloway myself. But, um, I mean, in tournament play, uh, in a couple of lineups, I think Tony Snell's worth a little uh, roll of the dice on. Uh, but besides that, I don't have anybody else on this side of the ball. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I'm with you. I think Wood is certainly the guy that you can count on the most to have a strong game. Unfortunately, he is priced up a little bit. I do like Svi as well. Svi Michaela, he's had two straight games with a 6x return. Uh, I am going to look at Brandon Knight if he plays. He had a 7x return last time out in only 25 minutes. And you know, especially if Brown is out, uh, he's just going to have an opportunity to hopefully play more like 30 minutes. And same thing, I don't play Galloway, but you know he's a value play you can consider. Um, Thon Maker, another guy I don't play, but he's 3.5. He had quite a game last time against OKC. He had 19-7-2. So, again, I would look I would look at this game for a one-off value play on the Detroit side just because you've got cheap guys getting extra minutes. And then over on the OKC side, I probably won't play any of them given that it is a back-to-back. 
Um, if they happen to win comfortably, that's even less of a chance that the player we pick would get the minutes we want him to get. Uh, but Schroeder certainly is the cheapest, and so he's the most attractive to me. Um, but that that's about it. Anybody you like over there? Yeah, I have the exact same kind of feelings as you. And I mean, it, like you're talking about limit, uh, limited minutes totals, kind of like that. The only like two that I wouldn't be too worried about would be uh, Shea and uh, uh, Dennis. Okay. All right, well, let's go to game three. It's a more exciting game in terms of talent as the Pacers are traveling to Milwaukee, but it is another low-ish total, 222. Uh, that's what it opened at. Milwaukee favored by 11. We've got Oladipo questionable. And on the Milwaukee side, a couple guards are out. Hill and Korver. And these two teams have played twice before, both pretty low scoring. But like I said, a lot of talent on the court here. Anybody you want to invest in? <clears throat> yeah, I'm uh, looking more on the Indiana side of the ball here. Uh, I just like the fact that with Milwaukee playing, they do bring up the pace of the game. I think they are still rated number one. Are they? They are, correct. They are, yeah. So I like that. Uh, I will be looking at Malcolm Brogdon if Victor Oladipo is ruled out. Um, and I mean, even if he is, I still will have some interest in him. And he's just been kind of, uh, you know, he's been fairly steady. Uh, he's, to me, is more of a cash play kind of guy. Um, not super high upside, but there's also, he usually has not got super low uh, for it. So I do have some interest in him there. The other guy I'll be looking at is uh, Miles Turner. Um, since coming out of the break, he's just been swanting shots left, right, and center. And he's just been a little bit more aggressive even with his shot attempts. And he's played fairly well against this uh, ball team in the last uh, two outings they had against them. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to figure let's see where it is. I'm trying to find what he did. I th yes, here they are. So in one of the games, he had 14 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks, one steal. And then the other game, he had uh, 10 rebounds, two assists, and 16 points. So he's done fairly well against this ball team. So I have some interest in there at 5,500. Uh, I think he'll get you that 5x value. And another guy I'm looking at here is TJ Warren. If uh, Victor Oladipo is ruled out as well, it gives him more shots. Um, and, I mean, last time he out against this team, he had a 50-burger. And, I mean, he's just been gunning. He's just been getting his shot attempts and uh, and just going with it. So I like him at 6,100. And then on the other side of the ball, I only have one guy that I kind of have uh, written down here as a uh, – mid-tier kind of value play is Brooke Lopez. Um, <clears throat> he's uh, been getting into the double-digit shot attempts, which is nice. Uh, the last five games, uh, he's had between 10 to 16 of those. And um, last time out, he had 34 uh, fantasy points against this team, so uh, I think he can get it done here as well. Um, besides that, that's all I have. What about you? Yeah, it's funny. For me, the only guy I plan to play on Milwaukee is Brooke Lopez. You mentioned that last matchup, he had 17-8-2, almost had a double-double uh, the time before that. So I, I do like him. They they need they need his minutes against Turner and Sabonis. And I agree with you on Brogdon, too. A little bit more of a cash game guy, but he was uh, pretty aggressive in that last game against San Antonio. He looked good, and uh, apparently Donut likes 
Brogdon tonight? Was that Brooke Lopez or Brogdon, you think? <laughs> it sounded more like Brogdon to me. So that was Donut chiming in. If you haven't heard, uh, if you haven't heard him on one of our podcasts before, he is one of our mascots. He likes to chime in usually about once per show when Miles is on. So uh, at, least, at least once. At least once. So I'm going to make a little note there on Brogdon. Okay, um, but I don't. I don't plan to get many of these uh, Pacers in. You know, because of that tough Milwaukee defense, and I do like a lot of the players later in the slate a little bit more. So uh, let's yeah, I was gonna s- mention, yeah, the, I'd say that Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner are more of cash in plays. I think TJ Warren is actually a bit more of a tournament play because he does actually have a bit more of that boom or bust uh, aspect to his game. Um, but yeah, that's all I had to say about that. Excellent. Yeah. I played the over prop on Warren's points in that last game against San Antonio that was on the Monday podcast and he got that one. So that was, that was nice. Um, okay. Next game on the slate is seven thirty. It's Orlando at Miami. This one opened with a total of two eighteen. Miami eight point favorites. These teams are very slow in pace. Miami 26th, Orlando 27th. And you won't be surprised to hear the game totals when these two teams have played this year. They've combined for 190 points, then 205, then 191. So I'm not ex- expecting much in, in the way of fireworks here, uh, Miles, in a, for, from the fantasy perspective. But anybody you like here? Um, yeah, I wasn't too crazy about this game. Um, Nikola Vucevic, 8,500. He has some of my interests. He's just one of those guys who's just been playing very solid of late. And <clears throat> I just, uh, yeah, like he's, to me, he's kind of, he can be cash and tournament play kind of guy. And then the other guy I would also have a bit of interest in is Bam Adebayo. He's also been a very consistent player. And then besides that, um, I mean, I have a little bit of interest possibly in some of the backcourts here. Uh, Terrence Ross at 5,700. I mean, it's just kind of hard to ignore because he has been on quite a bit of a hot streak. And then otherwise, on the other side of the ball there in the backcourt, I don't mind looking maybe at Goran Drogic or Kendrick Nunn. But uh, by no means is this going to be a game that I'm going to be heavily targeting. What about you? Yeah, I think it's very likely that I won't play anybody from this game. I do like that Bam got a triple-double in one of these matchups earlier in the season. Butler's been solid in the matchup. I agree, Ross is on a hot streak. But I just, I'm just not expecting much in terms of high scoring. Uh, I think it'll be more of a balanced game. So I'm primarily going to pass it. All righty. Well, the next 7:30 game should have more scoring. It's Memphis traveling to Brooklyn. Brooklyn is the one on a back-to-back here after that big victory against the Celtics. They opened up as two-point favorites against Memphis. Over/under was 225. Uh, these two teams are both top 10 in pace, so a lot more exciting than the last game. Memphis is seventh. Brooklyn is ninth. And these two teams played way back in October. It went to overtime, but there were 267 points scored. So if you invest in this one, certainly you're looking for something along those lines. Anybody that uh, you have your eyes on here? Yeah, in this game, it's it's pretty much just all the big guys for me that I'm looking at. Um, 
for all the reasons you mentioned there, the pace, the point total. Spencer Dinwiddie, 7,800, fair price tag for him. No reason why he can't go out there and get you value. Other guy out there who's just coming off a monster game, uh, Carl Levert. Uh, <clears throat> he had 51 actual fa- or actual points against Boston last time out. So, I mean, this is a much weaker defense he's going against. So, I mean, can't see why he can't go out there and, you know, at least, you know, hopefully get us up into that 40, 50 fantasy point range. Um, but, I mean, the thing is with those Brooklyn side of the guys there, Spencer Dinway and Karis Silvert, they both are very, they go up and down. Uh, and their, their, their ceilings and floors are quite drastic. You know, there's not, they don't have just like a, you know, they're hanging around that 30-point mark. But, I mean, because of that reason, it makes them great uh, tournament plays. And, I mean, I think they should be fairly safe in this matchup. Uh, but then on the other side ball, uh, John Morant, 7,200. Uh, <clears throat> he's been stepping it up lately. <clears throat> also a player, though, who can either, you know, go out there and get you 50 or 60 fantasy points or could go out there and get you 20 to 25. But uh, have interest in him. And then the other guy I like is Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, he's been going out there and just grabbing every freaking rebound he can. Uh, he set a career record for himself there uh, a couple games back against uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, had 20 re- or no, Sacramento, sorry. 25 rebounds. And then the next night, he got 20 rebounds against Los Angeles Lakers. I was not expecting him to do that. Were you expecting him to do that? <laughs> no, I certainly wasn't. <laughs> yes, I, I had faded him in that one, and he went on there and put up a 2020 game. So I was quite uh, disheartened in that. Um, but what about you? What you got on this game? Yeah, certainly Joe Val is attractive with that recent performance. Um but what are they doing pricing him up so much? He's your guy. They put him up at 7.8 on DraftKings. So that's that's a little bit tougher to stomach. I, I probably would lean towards John Morant here when they played Brooklyn before. Yes, it was Kyrie playing primarily against him, but he had 34 and 9. Uh, I think this game profile is attractive for Jaw. What a disappointment, though, in that last game against Atlanta. I thought it was going to be a shootout, and only one team showed up, and they didn't need much out of John Morant. So I'm hoping he bounces back here, takes it, takes advantage of hopefully a little bit of tired legs for Brooklyn. And on that Brooklyn side, I actually am going to lean towards Dinwiddie here over Levert. He ended up playing for almost 36 minutes last night, and he was terrific, but I'm thinking – Dinwiddie will have the fresher legs here. He only played 23 minutes. So I'm going to lean towards him for the guys I like on the net side. Yeah, I like your call on that, actually. I, I had missed that. They were on a back-to-back. And, yeah, that 23-minute uh, total there is a very good uh, <clears throat> thing to look at. So I do like that call. And um, did you have any interest in any value players in this game? down Chioza just because I thought there was a chance something had happened with Dinwiddie in terms of an injury uh, to explain why he only played 23 minutes and Chioza played 20 and he's minimum price he went for 8-3-4-2 last night against Boston but I haven't heard anything I think it was just a flow of the game stick with the guys who were in there Um, so I you know 
I may I was thinking about stacking this game, but there's two games later in this in the slate that I like better for stacking. And I did notice that in Memphis's last three games, defensively they've really picked it up. They've only given up 104, then 88, then 88. So I don't have quite as much faith in Brooklyn. So I wasn't planning on hitting any value players, but I'm curious on on your thoughts on that too. I'm right there with you. I didn't have any okay. value players written down, okay. and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I would just like to mention. Yeah, I, I do have more interested in the in uh, the back courts here. So John Morant and Dinwiddie and Levert are the guys that I have the most interest in. I do have a bit of interest in Valanciunas just because of you know the narrative here of going against a weak uh, or the ter- like this that porous uh, front corner of the Brooklyn Nets. But yeah, I wasn't a fan that they priced them out to seventy eight hundred. Okay. Moving on to the next. Let's go to New York. It's Utah in town to play the Knicks. This one opened uh, with a total of 218.5. Utah coming in as 7.5 point favorites. When they played before, it was a blowout. Utah won easily, 128-104. So everybody sort of played, you know, mid-20s minutes. Um, nothing really stood out to me. Are you expecting anything in this matchup tonight that you want to invest in? Not really. I looked at this matchup, couldn't really pull anything out of it. Um, I mean, there are some somewhat, you know, interesting players in this matchup, but uh, the only ones I kind of looked at were some value plays. I looked at Mo Harkless. He's just been getting some solid minutes here. Uh, last one, two, three, four, five games, he's been in that, you know, mid twenties to low thirty mark. So. He's been a decent round run. Um, I mean, he's not crazy point per dollar or anything like that, but at 3,800, he can definitely pay off that. And another guy I've been looking at is Royce O'Neal. He's been stringing together some good games here. And 4,300, fair price tag for what he's been doing. So wouldn't mind maybe looking at those two if you need value. Um, But, I mean, I think with those Detroit and uh, Boston guys, we'll probably have quite a bit of value there. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm with you. I'm not excited about this game. I think one of the guards for Utah will will most likely excel, whether that's Mitchell, Conley, or Clarkson. Clarkson's under 5K, so that's a nice trend, nice opportunity at only 4.9 on DraftKings. And then with the Knicks, don't really trust anybody there. Randall didn't play in this matchup earlier, and maybe this will be – a game where he pays off. He's only 7.7 K. So he's probably my favorite Nick, but uh, not really liking much else. Yeah. I noticed that price tag. I like that as well. All right. Well, let's move to the eight o'clock game. As we start to get some higher totals here, this one's 228, and it involves Chicago traveling to Minnesota Timberwolves coming in on a back-to-back after that high-scoring win over the Pelicans last night. They're favored by three. And the news here is that Levine is out. Laurie Markinen is going to start, but he's only expected to play 18 to 20 minutes. Wendell Carter Jr., his minutes are supposedly going to go up a little bit. He played 23 in the last game. Otto Porter Jr. came back. He had 17 minutes. His minutes are going to go up to 20 to 22. So 
some moving parts there with uh, some of the forwards and bigs. Uh, I'm not seeing any injury news right now on the Minnesota side. What are your thoughts on this game? So, yeah, on this game, <clears throat> with all those uh, front court guys coming back and being on minutes restrictions and just, you know, a bunch of them trying to work off the rust and then just the, you know, uh, this timeshare, it's just not a good situation. Nothing I'll be targeting there. Originally, I was looking at Thaddeus Sung, but now that Markin is coming back, I'll be scratching that off. Uh, <clears throat> I do have interest, though, in the backcourt with Levine out. Kobe White has just been uh, white hot. Um, he's just been shooting the ball a ton, and uh, he was shooting at a good clip there, so hopefully he can continue to do that tonight. And then besides that, I didn't have much interest in any other bowls. And then going to the other side, um, I had interest in Malik Beasley at 6,000. Uh, he's just been doing great uh, for this Minnesota team. He has had you know one or two down games, but otherwise he's been pretty all-around fantastic, so I like him. And then... <clears throat> I also was uh, had a look at uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez there at 5,600. Uh, he's been really stepping up the last couple games here in the last uh, three of them. He's had uh, two double-doubles, um, and he's been getting a decent amount of run here. He's been getting around that 30 to 34-minute uh, mark. So uh, as long as that continues tonight, I think he can uh, get some good value. Uh, besides that, I mean, Nas Reed and James Johnson have both been playing fairly well. Um, I'm surprised at how well James Johnson has been playing with the limited amount of minutes he's been getting, but uh, because of that reason with his minutes, uh, I don't plan on playing him. What about you? What you got? Pretty similar. I'm going to fade all the bigs for Chicago and only consider the guards. I certainly think Kobe White's worth considering, but I'm likely to play Sadoransky here a little bit cheaper. I'm hoping he just has a all-around game. Um, mixing in the rebounds, the assists, a little bit of scoring. So I, I like I like his spot here. And on the Minnesota side, I also, the guys I would most likely play would be Beasley and Hernan Gomez. I like their price tags. I like their role in this new mix of guys with the Timberwolves. D'Angelo Russell is a little bit pricey for my liking tonight at 9.1. So just looking at uh, those those few guys there. All right, moving on to the next. Yeah, now we really get into some high totals in these last two games. So we'll start with 9.30. It's an ESPN game. Pelicans in Dallas. Pelicans coming off the loss last night to Minnesota where they put up a bunch of points and gave up a bunch of points. Total opened at 239. Dallas favored by 7 and these two teams have played twice before. Zion did not play in either one of those. And the big news is that he is going to play tonight. First time he's going to play both ends of a back-to-back. I have not heard anything about a minutes restriction, but I would be surprised if he plays high 20s. He played, I think, 33 or so last night. Let me pull that up. Yes, he played 33 last night. Yep. Okay. So I, I think they're going to keep him in the 20s. So that's something to consider with his price tag stuck at 8K, sort of in that range where he's been for a while now. But should be a lot of points here. Um, any other injury news? I think that's it for now. 
we should have Luca and Porzingis back in the mix here. What are your thoughts on this one? So, yeah, this was one of my favorite games is because of yeah, the <clears throat> point totals and pace. Uh, on the New Orleans side, uh, the two places I'll be looking at first, I think, are going to be Lonzo Ball uh, and, and Brandon Ingram. The reason I'm looking at Lonzo Ball is because the last two games, he's actually been putting up some shot attempts, which is nice to see. Uh, he put out 15 and 12 the last two, and in the last game, he actually made seven three-pointers. I do not expect him to make seven three-pointers again tonight, but uh, just, you know, the fact that he's uh, going out there and putting those ups is good to see. And he's just been playing pretty good, you know, all-around ball. He's just one of those guys that does a bit of everything. Um, he can get quite a few steals as well, so those are worth two-pointed things. So if he's getting three of those, that's six points right there. That's always nice. Um, <clears throat> and then Brandon Ingram, also looking at him just because, yeah, he's been going out there and he's been getting his shots. Uh, in the last five games, the lowest amount he's taken is 17. Uh, he has had two bad shooting games in those five, though. He had five for 18 against Golden State and uh, five of 23 against Los Angeles Lakers. I would expect the Lakers game to go like that. Golden State one, I did not see going like that. Um, but 7,900, I like the fact that he's getting out there. He's being aggressive. Uh, so I have some interest with him. And then, I mean, to be honest, I like Zion Williamson and Drew Holiday as well. But uh, I do like Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball the most on that side of the ball. And then going over to the Mavericks side, uh, I think I'm actually going to target Kristaps Porzingis here more than I am Luka, which might be a very uh, different take. But uh, Porzingis has just been balling out since coming out of the break. And I think it's uh, in the last... 10 games uh he's had seven with uh, 50 plus fantasy points um so i i like him for that reason uh he just seems to have that uh, at, since the first of or the 31st of january he just seems to have kind of hit a switch and he's just going b ballistic um but what about you what you got yeah i agree porzingis has finally woken up here in a Mavericks uniform, but what about his price tag on DraftKings? He's 9K. He is 9K. He is up there, but I am willing to pay it just because of the way he's been playing. Um, okay. I am slightly worried just because, I mean, uh, Derek Favors is a fairly decent uh, defender, but um, I, I still I still like him. Okay. Let's see here. Well, um, that'll be tough. I, you know, that that's the thing that jumped out at me the most when I pulled up the prices for this game was that Porzingis was up at nine k. So a little frustrated there because I'd like to be able to stack this game a little bit more easily and get him in there. But uh, all the price tags uh, actually yeah fairly hefty in this game because yeah they, they did I think they think they knew yes they knew that was that was smart of them. So um, I think I would. Be more likely to play Luca here. He is even, you know, even more expensive at ten point nine. Um, but on the New Orleans side, I, I'm with you. I like Ingram a lot. He's been really consistent in, in these matchups. Ball. Um, I also had, you know, kind of jumped out at me. Wow, seven for ten on threes last night. And he's at 37.1% for the season on three-pointers. So it's uh, you know it's good to see that he's really put in the work. 
and you know just come up with a new shooting new shooting form that's a little bit more reliable so he's becoming more and more of a weapon and a guy that I really like to play in general because he's in that 7k price range and gets you a, a bunch of rebounds and assists and steals so he he I think he profiles pretty well for this matchup Zion I think I will probably fade which is tough because I don't think Dallas has anybody that's suited to defend him very well just because of his his size their size and their strengths and not like anybody's really uh, suited very well to defend him because uh, he's so unique but um I, I just it's just frustrating that this game has to be a back-to-back for new orleans and we can't get full minutes out of him but that may lead to a prop bet or two so stay tuned for that um the only other guy I'm thinking about for tournaments is is Boban. He got back in the rotation, uh, got 22 minutes against Chicago, put up a double-double. Um, Porzingis was out, so there is a chance he doesn't play any minutes. But if I were Carlisle, I would put him out there against Zion. Uh, I think with his size and length and strength, he would have a unique ability to interfere with Zion in the paint. Um, I don't think he'd do very well chasing Zion around the perimeter. But if you notice, Zion has really stopped shooting three-pointers. So Yes, he has. I, say, I think it's like his average shots uh, distance is like two feet or something. Right. So, I mean, call me crazy, but would you want to shoot over Boban if you're two feet from the basket? Um, nope. I mean, you'd, you'd have to try to go through him and over him, which Zion could do. And I, I just like to see it. Wouldn't that be fun if <laughs> Boban was out there for 15 minutes tonight? We could see that matchup. Yes, it would be. And yeah, they just plant plant the friendly giant right in front of the net and just tell him stand there, do your best to try and stop the the <laughs> locomotive coming at you. Yeah, that is that's Boban. He's the friendly giant. So, all right, anything else from this game? Uh, nope, that's it for me. Okay, I, I should note that Curry and J.J. Barea are both questionable, so keep an eye on that for the guard rotation. All right, last game here, and it is the highest total on the slate. It opened at 240.5. The Wizards are in Portland. Portland opening as eight-point favorites. Wizards coming in on a back-to-back after playing Sacramento last night. Portland has Lillard back in the lineup. He's probable right now, so we're expecting him to play. So we finally get that lineup we're, we're used to with him and uh, him at the point, CJ back on the wing. And on the Wizards side, we have Bryant out and Ish Smith doubtful. So what do you, what do you think about this one? So, yeah, with uh, Damian Lillard coming back, I'm not too big on any of the big guys on Portland just because they're still priced up as if Lillard wasn't playing. Uh, CJ McCollum at 8600 I mean, usually when Lillard's playing, he's more in that mid to high six range. And then Hassan Whiteside actually is about, I mean, he's been in that price range even when Lillard is playing. Um, and I mean, I he is one of the guys here who I think can go out there and can definitely... Uh, get you value against this uh, <clears throat> poor defensive team. So I don't mind him, uh, but wasn't one of my targets. 
And then besides that, I wasn't targeting any other uh, Portland players at all. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, I mean, Bradley Beal has to be in the conversation. Um, I wasn't myself really planning on playing him a bunch, but I mean, I was just looking to see how has he done in his last back-to-back games, and he did phenomenal. Uh, that was on the 23rd of February and 24th of February. He had 70 fast points in one game, and then the following night against Milwaukee, he had 61 and a half. Not so, much of a drop-off. Drop no, eh? <laughs> not, not at all. Um, and, I mean, he played 39 minutes in one of those and then 40 in the next. So, apparently, this guy just uh, doesn't doesn't slow down. So, uh, he's got to be you know you can't i can't say that to fade him um but uh, i still just don't like that he's i mean he's been priced up a lot but i mean he's been priced up for a reason and then besides that on this side of the ball i don't mind looking at some of the mid-tier guys here uh davis bertans uh he's been shooting the ball well lately uh he went <clears throat> six of 12 and eight of 10 uh from beyond the arc the last two games so he's been uh, finding that stroke there. And then uh, the other guy I'm looking at is uh, Rui Hachimura, uh, 5,400. Um, not too big on him or anything, but uh, he's been fairly steady. Um, kind of always seems to be around that 25 to 30 range, which is crazy, but he's kind of just, a, I'd say, more of a, a cash play. Um, and then the one guy you and me were, were talking about since we found out that Ish Smith has been uh, possibly ruled, most likely going to be ruled out. Um, uh, Shabazz Napier, 5,000. I mean, with Ishmis playing, he still has been getting in that uh, mid to high 20 range for minutes. Um, I mean, the only thing is that he just hasn't really been taking, well, there was three and four or three games ago and four games ago, he did actually put up 15 and 17 shots, but I mean, the last three haven't been much of anything. He put up eight, five, and six. So Maybe if Ishmith out, a few extra minutes, a bit more usage, maybe he'll get some more shots up and, uh, uh, you know, get us some good value there. <clears throat> what about you? What do you think? Yeah, good breakdown there. Um, I'll just go in the reverse order there. I like Napier a lot, uh, and I'm excited to hear that Ish is doubtful. We got the revenge narrative. Napier played in Portland for a couple years, and I looked it up. Earlier this season, he came back to Portland when he was still on Minnesota, and he went for 18-4-4-3. So he's coming back into town again, this time with the Wizards. He's been really good on back-to-backs. He actually got a triple-double on a back-to-back earlier in the season. Uh, I do have the same concern you do, though. He hasn't been getting as many shots lately. Bradley Beal has been shouldering the load, shall we say, on, on that. But again, with Ish out, uh, likely out. Uh, I'm going to have some decent exposure to Napier. Beal, I, I I did fade him on the back end of that back-to-back you were talking about, and it hurt because he went for 60 fantasy points, like you said. And we've got the same setup here. He played 39 minutes last night in Sacramento. So what will he do tonight? I, I wouldn't bet against him. I mean, he's just been unstoppable lately, but he's 10.6 on DraftKings. That's the big thing. Uh, I don't know if I want to spend that much. I think there's a decent chance I'm just going to get exposure to this game with those other guys. Like you said, Bertans is hot, so I like him in this matchup. Rui, uh, yes, I agree. He is more of a cash play. I don't play him much in tournaments, uh, 
but I might here uh, with this high total. Uh, Jerome Robinson got 30 minutes last night. He's only 3.1. He's, he's a value play you could go to to get some exposure to this game. Over on the Portland side, I'm having a hard time figuring out what to do with the backcourt. Um, Lillard is 10K. Uh, good matchup. He had 35 points against Washington earlier in the season. But is he going to be at full strength? Uh, what's it going to be like with him and CJ? I don't know. I, I'm leaning a little bit towards CJ McCollum. I know he's still priced high here at 8.6 on DraftKings, but uh, we love playing shooting guards against the Wizards. So I'm going to have some some decent exposure to him. I do like Whiteside. You know, he had a over 2020 game against these guys earlier. Um, and yes, he's 9.5, but they're down one of their bodies with Bryant being out. So I, I, I'm definitely going to play some Hassan Whiteside here. Should be a fun game, though. Yes, yes, it should be. Um, I mean, it's always a fun game when the Wizards are playing pretty much. It's just a <laughs> shootout style and no defense. So, I mean, That's right. it's, it's fun to watch. It's, it's like almost watching an all-star game. I know. Just just, just not many all-stars, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of all-stars, let's go for some all-star prop picks here. Uh, we're going to mix in a few and uh, see what we can come up with. We've been looking at you know, different places, uh, different uh, lines have been posted. So I'll go first, and we can kind of go back and forth here. But I am going to play Napier. His point total is 10.5. And I just snagged some action there because right when I saw that Ish Smith was doubtful, I wanted to get a play in there before they took it down. So I don't know if it'll be up wherever you're looking when you're listening to this. But uh, the odds were minus 122 to the over. And I took that. Like I said, he hasn't been shooting much, but I'm just playing the narrative here. Portland's 26th ranked defense, uh, high total. So I'm hoping he gets into double figures. Yep, I like that call. I agree with a bunch just because, yeah, with Ishmith out, we're, we're expecting him to get uh, a lot more run and hopefully put up a, a at least – double the amount of shots that he's been putting up recently. That would be terrific. What's your first, uh, what's the first player prop you've gotten written down? My first player prop that I've written down is Goran Drogic over three and a half rebounds. Um, on the side I'm using right now, it's uh, plus 120. Um, and the reason I'm taking a look at this, I actually bet it last time as well and he uh, got it for me, was because in the last 15 games, he's had over three and a half rebounds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. So, I mean, and he, I mean, he is just getting over that number with four. But um, with the, I mean, the odds you're getting, um, and I mean, it's not like it's something that's super astronomically high for him to get. So I, I like that. It's probably one of my favorite ones. Um, I mean, he is going against uh, <clears throat> a team that has a strong front court and will grab a bunch of rebounds. But uh, I still like that to happen. Um, what about you? What do you think about that? 
Yeah, it's funny just looking at his game log. At nine out of the last ten games, he's had either three or four rebounds. So you certainly understand why they set the total at three and a half. But six out of ten have been four, and you know these have been lower total games here. So maybe Miami's tough defense will force more misses for Orlando, and that sort of increases the chances that he gets his four rebounds. Um, so yeah, I like that. I, I don't think I would play under it, which is always the test for me. I ask myself if I'd play the other side. So, um, yeah, nice play there. Uh, next one for me, I'll go to Svi McCabe. Like, I, I also just like the odds on it. It's pretty good odds. Oh yeah. Plus, plus odds. Absolutely. That's, that's terrific. Um, I'll go to Svi McKay look for his point total. It's 12 and a half. Last two games, he scored 13 and 14, and we went over all those injuries in the backcourt for Detroit. I know he's facing a tough Oklahoma City defense. They're ranked 10th, uh, lower total here at 214 and a half. But his field goal attempts last two have been 14 and 11, so I'm hoping he's at that number or a little bit higher, and I'm going over 12 and a half points for Svee. I'm seeing that at minus 110. You with you with me on Svi? Yes, I am. Um, right. um, I had a guy because I mentioned that last time. Just with all those people being real out in the backcourt, uh, his usage should be there, his minutes should be there, and hopefully uh, his shots are are there and they're falling. Okay. What's next for you? Uh, so the other one I'm taking a look at is Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, over 14 and a half rebounds. Um, <clears throat> They have played against uh, Indiana Pacers three times this season, but uh, the last game out, he had missed. So in the first game out against them, he had 13 rebounds, and then the next game, he had 19. Um, and then in the last 15 games, he has been over 14 and a half 11 times. So uh, at plus 100 odds, I'm uh, liking that quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, Giannis is amazing um, with those rebounding numbers. Did, even if he doesn't play... 35 minutes he is he's an absolute monster on the board so he uh he set a nba record um i think it's since the shot clock has come into play um for the most 30 15 games uh in under 30 minutes yep he is just he's one of a kind it's incredible yep he really piles up the points quickly Quite, quite, quite intense. And uh, what do you think of that Harden Giannis beef that's going on? I like it. I like how they're both honest about it. And I've I've already circled the date on the calendar when they're going to meet up later in March. And I'm going to stack that game and get both of them in there and see if they basically battle for the MVP right there on the court. I mean, most people have Giannis as the clear favorite this year. Um but, you know, Harden is certainly taking a lot of pride in his game, the way he plays, and I, I think he should. I think it's phenomenal what Harden does. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been entertaining. I, I think Giannis is going to go out there and absolutely smash them in that game. Who is going to stop Giannis? Yeah, they, play, they play a, a lineup of 6'6", six, six guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good a good luck. Oh, it's going to be so fun to if watch. They, if they had Clint Capella, you know, maybe they'd have someone there who would possibly have a chance of, you right. know, Slowing him down a bit, but they got yeah. him. Co- Covington and Tucker are going to have quite a night that night. Mm-hmm. So, well, speaking of star matchups, 
Uh, for my next two props, I'm going back to the Zion Luca matchup that we're going to see for the first time tonight. And as I mentioned, I'm just not very confident that Zion is going to play big minutes. So I'm going to play his unders, under his points and under his rebounds. His point prop is 24 and a half, which he's been exceeding uh, regularly. But I'm going under that total at minus 110, uh, just projecting that he's not going to play many minutes. Because, you know, the, the hard thing about it is, as I mentioned, I do like his matchup in the interior against Dallas unless they put Bobon in. So I, I think he'll be successful while he's out there. But I'm hoping just on the minutes he won't quite have enough time to hit that number. Same thing on the rebounds. It's it's set at seven and a half. And he actually has been under that rebound total six out of the last seven games anyway. So cut a couple minutes off of him, and I'm willing to invest the minus 134 in that under. What do you think about the Zion props? Yeah, I like that too. Because yeah, his it's not like his uh, rebounds are something that are just extremely massive or anything like that. Um, you know, uh, how many times has he actually hit ten rebounds in the last fifteen games here? Do you know? Uh, not many. I want to say one or two, perhaps. Yeah. So yeah, no, I definitely like that call. I would uh, I would take the under as well. Um, just pulling it up. Yeah, he hasn't hit ten. He's hit nine once. And he's hit eight once in the last 10 games. Everything else, seven and under. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't see why why we wouldn't take that under. Okay. Excellent. Any others that you have? Yeah. Um, going to the Utah-New York game, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, once again, going to the rebounds. I, I liking the rebounds today. So uh, over four and a half rebounds um, at plus 110. Uh <clears throat> He's averaging four and a half rebounds on the year. Uh, And in the last three games, uh, the lowest he's had is five. And in the last 15, he has had over four and a half, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. So I like that. It's uh, you're over that 50% mark. So I'll I'll take that. Yeah, I do like that. And you're getting plus money on that too, correct? Yes. Yes, you are. Nice. Excellent. All right. Well, I don't have any other plays locked in. The other two that I'm looking at are the rebound props for the Cavaliers. I'm waiting to hear on this Tristan Thompson news. If he's out, I'm tempted to play Kevin Love over nine and a half rebounds. That's even money. Uh, Last five games, he's averaged 10.1. And then Kevin Porter Jr., his rebound prop is four and a half. And I'm seeing plus money on that one, plus 110. Last five games, he's averaged 5.8. So I'm looking at both of those if Tristan Thompson's out. I like that call. Uh, yeah, I definitely I like the um, Kevin Love one. If Tristan Thompson and Andre Drummond are out, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to get to that number. Yeah, as long as Larry Nance doesn't screw, screw it up for us. Yeah, I think even – I think they'll both do well. I think, you know – they can both get a double-double tonight. There's going to be yeah. enough rebounds out there. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, were there any other on your list, or should we wrap it up there? I think we'll wrap it up there. Okay. Um, final thought on the slate. I want to ask you which game you want to stack uh, out of the Pelicans and the Mavs or the Wizards in Portland. 
Before we get to that, though, I want to thank our presenting sponsor one more time, mybookie.ag. Make sure you use the promo code T-O-D-A-Y. When you go and make a deposit there, you'll get a 50% match up to $1,000. want to thank Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee one more time for all of their excellence and support. And Miles, uh, I'm curious on the stack situation here. Which game do you prefer? If you could only stack one, Pelicans and Mavericks or Wizards and Trailblazers? Uh, Pelicans and Mavericks for me, uh, hands down. What about you? Ooh, interesting. Hands down. Hands down for me. Wow. I mean, I've been leaning towards Wizards in Portland here. Uh, I, I guess we, you know, we have a bit of a challenge here dealing with Lillard and CJ McCollum and, and Beal's high price tag. But I feel like we have some similar challenges in the Pels Mavs game. I guess with Luca, you at least you don't have anyone else in the backcourt that you're really concerned about putting up 25 shots and. You know, if Hardaway's taking a lot of shots, then you're hoping Luca's getting those assists. But I, I do think it's hard to stack the Pels just because the Pels those are those, are harder to stack. But yeah, those four I, guys are so balanced. Yeah, uh, I like I said though, I say I, I think I'll be putting uh, Ball and Ingram uh, into my lineups for sure. Okay, all right. Well, I, I do like that pairing for sure. Okay, well, Miles, it was a lot of fun. Uh, doing the slate with you here and getting into some player props. So uh, we're going to keep doing that. And we've gotten some positive feedback from the listeners. So uh, to the listeners, thank you for that positive feedback. Uh, continue to share those thoughts with us. You can find Miles on Twitter at M-Y-L-E-S 6565. You can find me at Language Olympic. You can find our man Micah Patria at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Follow all the news at Hoop Ball Fantasy. And we'll be back tomorrow for some more DFS talk here on Hoop Ball DFS Today. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.